0: I've got one of those brilliant uh, someone refusing to die, it taking ages stories. Ooh.
1: <laughs> and I've got someone fighting the law and themselves winning. Not the law. The law lost in this case. Oh. Well, I mean, it briefly won. But, mm, so we should probably it's just. Well, yeah, we probably just, you yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah. Summarizing it, it's not going to help.
0: Date fight! Hello there! And welcome to Hello. Date Fighters, the podcast, where we take g- yes. great things, well not always great, but significant, th- well, not always significant, but literally things that occurred on this day. According to Wikipedia, and sometimes there's a discrepancy, but what we do do is pitch them against each other. <laughs> yeah, please, Jake Yeah. I'm Nat Taffley, and together we have
1: removed two tiles from the roof of history to see if we can bring the whole structure crashing down <laughs> around our ears. I'm going to take you to the 23rd of March, 1933, when, in the Reichstag, Adolf Hitler passes his most important piece of legislation, the Enabling Act, or the Gesetz zur Beerbung der Not von Reich, The law to... I'm very
0: sorry, Nat. I'm very sorry, <laughs> but uh, this year you've already played your two Hitler Jokers. Have I? <laughs> and that means there's an on-the-spot penalty of five seconds added to your time.
1: <laughs> Hitler always trumps other Hitlers. Yeah. Repeated Hitlering. Um, the <sighs> law to remedy the distress of the people and the Reich. Um... I think this was particularly appropriate, and I'll bring it up specifically because we have been asked to pass our own Enabling Act this week. Mm. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's very different to the original Enabling Act, because the original Enabling Act gave all the power to the government for four years, whereas what's been proposed in Parliament this week does it for two years. So it's just worth bearing in mind. It's very different, then. There's very different. Yes, half the amount of time. Um, yeah. And the fact that they being the government could renew the enabling act in 1937 and 1941 without consulting anyone just by signing because because they were the government they could just Be, say they were doing it again because of the, yeah, enabling, because of the enabling act, act. yeah um, it's an interesting story how it was passed it, the nazis didn't have enough um deputies to pass it on their own so they needed someone to help them and fortunately the centrists were there too the centrum parti Um, headed by Ludwig Kars, a Catholic priest, and Hitler told him, if you vote for this, um, (laughs) we will definitely write you a thing protecting all Catholics from whatever might happen and ensuring the status of Catholics. I'll write you a letter saying that right now. He said, oh, will you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, plus, we promise every time you walk past, we'll stop going... (laughs) You will stop with this,
1: please? I do not. Uh, this is not funny for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, in order to get it passed, they had to pretend that the communist delegates didn't exist. So that they had a quorum because um, the Reichstag wasn't quaret, um until they went, well, if we pretend they don't exist, then we are quorate. Wow. Because uh, uh, so that's what Goering did. Uh, he pretended the communists didn't exist so they only need 378 people present which they had. The Zentrum Partei said, uh, there was a bit of an argument in the Zentrum Partei, the uh, Kars versus von Brüning mm-hmm. uh, who said they shouldn't support Hitler because Hitler was rubbish and Kars said, no, 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 he'll be fine. Don't be silly. Um, he's, besides he said, I will definitely get a written guarantee of all this. It's just on its way any minute now. Mm-hmm oh, they've started voting. Hitler, can, can you just get that thing? He said, oh, yeah, it's just being done. It's over here. It's being done. It's at the print. He he literally told him it was on its way over wow. having been stamped and printed. <laughs> just vote for it. Like, it'll be here any minute. And they voted it through. And it got through. And he never got his written piece of paper. He never got anything from them. Um, in fact, he within four months, they'd abolished the party he was part of. So that was Kars' legacy. Voting for Nazis. Don't vote for na- Nazi centrists. Don't enable fascists. That's uh, That's a key piece of learning we could probably take away and is worth bearing in mind today. Um, sorry <laughs> uh, the Reichstag voted essentially to abolish itself uh, but only because the the act said in the speech he gave before it it said we, we won't ever use this really this is just so we've got what we need if we need it because you know the Reichstag just burned down mm. it was a fire it was burnt down by people so we need you know in that in these extreme circumstances we need extreme powers now and again but we went of course we're not going to do anything silly with them we're not idiots mm. and they passed it and within four months all parties were banned. Wow, and um, that was the end of democracy in Germany. Oof!
0: There we go. That's mine. Okay. Well, well done. I think you've won. I'm going to take you <laughs> to the 23rd of March, 1801. It's not Ooh. as good, but it's one of those brilliant Hollywood ones of hey. sort of oh, uh, Tsar Paul the First of Russia Ooh. is struck with a sword and killed. Oh. No, he's not. He's still alive. <laughs> Okay, okay, strangle him, strangle him. Okay, cool, now he's... No, he's still alive! He's, okay, okay, trample him to death! What? With what? Okay, finally, finally, he's dead now. Uh, inside his bedroom at St Michael's Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's uh, the Marks and Spencer's food court, Castle. <laughs> uh, Tsar Paul I, uh, he, yeah, there was a sort of conspiracy to... Well, obviously, and uh, they'd done it... Yeah. Um, because uh, he he was not popular among the aristocrats. Oh. Because uh, he was actually sort of quite good. He, good, he repealed. Never be a good person well, that will as, get you assassinated. As go- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all if Henry us he repealed- anything
1: is that good people will get definitely assassinated as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
0: first of all, he he asked From n- Jesus onwards. He said to the nobility, "Would would you adopt a code of chivalry, please? Would you just be reasonably nice?" <laughs> Which would be fairly progressive for the 14th century. <laughs> yeah. Would you just be vaguely OK? <laughs> That's
1: a step too far for us.
0: I mean, here we are a day after uh, Mother's Day. He did not get on with his mother, Catherine, at all, Will. Um, uh, for, one uh, of, yes. for one of her lovers, mm-hmm. one of her lovers... Uh, oh, she had many. She gave him for his birthday, I think, 50,000 rubies. Oh. Uh, whereas her own son, Paul, she, here you go, is a cheap watch. <laughs> Literally like a little Casio, whatever. Um, and Paul didn't take it well. You know, this is you reap what you sow. Yeah. Uh, so that once she died, uh, he ordered the bones of one of uh, his mother's lovers mm. dug out of their grave and scattered. Uh, so it's a good day for for dogs. Anyway. <laughs> He repealed his mother's law, allowing corporal punishment of the free classes. And he tried to get better treatment for serfs and peasants and stuff. So you can imagine the nobility were not keen on that. No. So some of them got drunk one night. They burst into his bedroom. He was hiding behind the curtains. Oh, bless. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, he uh, he got he got killed three times If he'd over. stayed still enough, they never would have known. <laughs> if he hadn't had that tickly <laughs> what, cough. Wh- where is he? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said he got... What did they trample him with? What did they bring with them to the, trample their him? Their shiny with? nobility bring boots. Bring the horse? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh they trampled him themselves.
0: Ornamental pony that
1: every... These yeah, boots I don't know. are made for trampling, yeah.
0: <laughs> what a lovely story. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm going to do the birthdays, and I'm going to take you to the birthday of Nathaniel Reed, born in Arkansas in 1862. His father was killed in the Civil War the next year, and at the age of 21, he went and worked as a ranch hand in Oklahoma. In fact, he went all across the frontier states, but he ended up in Oklahoma. And one day in 1885, the foreman said to him, Mm, you're all right as a cowboy person But maybe you should rob that train That's coming in over there instead uh, Why don't you come and help us rob the train <laughs> So they did, they went and robbed the train He jumped into the passenger car, firing his pistol uh, And got $6,000 uh, $6, pounds, for his trouble At which point he decided cowboying was much I mean outlawing was much better than cowboying um, So for nine years, next nine years He robbed trains, stagecoaches, banks uh, And got his hands on large quantities of bullion Oh, yeah. At one point, uh, the the Blackstone switch. They tried to rob a train by switching it on into a siding and then uh, taking everyone That's on it. Idea. But yeah, but Nathaniel Reed, they practiced it one day and it worked. And I don't know what train they practiced on. Yeah, like that practice train didn't tell yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I should really inform someone. Okay, great rehearsal. So see you
0: all here same time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
1: they did it the next day, but he threw the switch too early, so Aww. the train
0: just stopped
1: Aww. nowhere near where they wanted to be, so then they had to run run after it for a while, chasing it and waving their <laughs> hats and guns. Um, it, after that, he retired from a life of crime. Oh, when he was running away from that battle, he got shot, uh, and a Native American woman took took him and looked after him and tended him back to health, after which he renounced crime. He turned all of his friends in, they all went to prison, he was promised immunity, didn't get it, he was sent to prison himself, um, and then he became an evangelical preacher for the rest of his life. He went around preaching and selling 35,000 copies of his memoirs in 1936, and he lived until 1950. Wow. Well, he did well. He did. Nice. He and it's I just th- don't often think of people from the Wild West being around in sort of no, 1950s true. suburban America. But there he was. Cool. I've, so that's Nathaniel I've got a
0: rather sad death for you. Uh, the um. elaborately nicknamed May Murray. Mm. Uh, she was a uh, movie actress, kind of in the silent era, uh, into the talkies a little bit. Um, terrible nicknames she had. One was the Gardenia of the Screen. <laughs> What does that mean? Had all the good ones been taken? I don't know.
1: Uh, And the other one
0: was even worse was the girl with the bee-stung lips. (laughs) Because nothing's more alluring than anaphylactic shock. The girl who didn't have an EpiPen. Yes, as opposed to Edward G. Robinson, who was the boy with the bee-stung eyes. But... (laughs) She uh, she had a, a a very rough road of it. She 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 had uh, four husbands. Uh, the fourth one was a terrible uh, man. He was Georgian of minor aristocratic roots, and mm. he basically took all of her money. Um. Not only that, uh, he said, "Oh, you want to get out of that contract with MGM." Uh, which meant she fell out with Louis B. Mayer and he would never employ her again even years Uh, later when she was like, I've made a terrible mistake. She basically got blacklisted and couldn't work anymore. She ended up like dancing in a club in New York. Uh, It was pretty awful. The husband took all of her money. Um, A year before she died, she was found in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. She thought she was in New York. There was a Salvation Army officer there saying are you okay and she said oh i'm just trying to find my hotel and i can't remember the name of it and the Salvation oh. army officer said look let me give you a bus fare to los angeles and stuff and she's like no no i got a ticket in my purse if i can find it uh she ended up in the motion picture house in woodland hills and died at 79 in 1965 she um the motion picture house is uh s- still runs to a certain extent hmm. um and it's uh, it's one of those kind of benevolent places for people working in the motion picture industry.
1: Mm. I like the way we said ended up dancing in a club in New York. Like that was a massive step down, whereas for either of us it would be a huge step up
0: from. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, oh, anything <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, People she up. Pay. she was Just giving her live
0: every night. Oh, interesting. She was giving she was giving dance lessons oh, and okay. yeah. And she had yeah. to wear lots of makeup. She had to sort of pretend she was younger than she was and mm. it it was it was a fairly ignominious end, yes. I'm afraid. Mm. As has been this podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing us to our ignominious end. It's <laughs> Uh, we'll be back with more tomorrow. Yes, we will. I do hope you'll join yes. us for that there then. Then, hope you're getting on all right with the self isolation. Yes. Uh, do do tell your this friends. This could be our
1: safe space every morning. Yes. Come and join us. Yeah. And,
0: and learn about all the terrible things that happened in the past you know, instead. If you, if you if you need to vent, guys, uh, we, we don't want to know. Like, we've got trouble. No, all right. no don't I'm don't kidding. We know we, we do. We can't get in touch with us. <laughs> yes, we do. We do, really. <laughs> uh, there's always at date underscore fight on the Twitter. Yeah.
1: Or facebook.com forward slash date fight where you can
0: join the conversation. Yes. Leading Britain's historical. Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Come back tomorrow. Please bye. come back. Okay.